Posse Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I hope Aaron Donald doesn't destroy my hopes and dreams. Grassi, and today, today, we are previewing the divisional round matchup at Lambeau Field, which again, the fact that it's not a night game is an abomination to all things football, but that's okay. And so to help us preview the LA Rams versus the Green Bay Packers, we got a man who I like to refer to as Mr. Worldwide because it doesn't matter if he's in LA, it doesn't matter if he's Germany. We got Trent from Rams Talk. Trent, thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. This is this is a blast. I'm so pumped. This listen, we got we got the background going on. It's fan, you're in SoFi. It's a beautiful thing, and yeah, I'm 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 ecstatic to have you. And one of the things that you, you were highly recommended by the Rams subreddit, and I was like, ooh, we gotta we gotta go because I don't know you I don't know if you know this. Me and the Rams subreddit, we I got we got a special place in my heart because that years ago, so that was about six years ago. That was the first episode. I grabbed somebody from that subreddit. That was my first episode that got over a hundred downloads. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like that, like it was felt so good. So you know what? Shout out to the Ram subreddit. They, they good people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know what I was most surprised by is you reaching out to me or knowing that the Ram subreddit recommended me because you never know. It's a fickle crowd. And if you win the Ram subreddit, then it's like, you know, that, that, that's an accomplishment right there. Oh yeah. No, there's a, there's a good portion of the Packers subreddit that just hates my guts. So yeah, no, I get it. it I, I totally, totally get it. But yeah, it. Literally, I think like two weeks ago, there was a hate thread on Tom Grassi. They were like, I don't get it with this guy. <laughs> so yeah, no, it, they are a fickle crowd. They, and it didn't. And it looks like you at least won over some fans over there. So kudos to you, my good sir. I'm doing something right. Absolutely. And, and we, t- we I mentioned this in the intro and, and we talked about this a little bit off camera and I wanted to ask this. So originally from LA, currently in Germany, covering the LA Rams, which has to be just a monster in of itself just because of the massive time difference that exists. So can you kind of like, just give me the background on how this came to fruition? I married a German girl. <laughs> I, 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 and that was my entire <laughs> question. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, I was born and raised in LA and uh, Torrance, California to be exact, and was a Rams fan before they moved to St. Louis. So I remember going to, to games back then at the Anaheim when they sucked yep. and staying with them while they sucked. Greatest show on turf for a couple of years. Then they sucked uh, <laughs> up until Sean McVay. So it's been a lot of suck. Yeah. Uh, but then when I moved to Germany um, for a better life and uh, took a year off from Rams talk, but back in it now, and it's I'm nine hours ahead of LA time, Pacific time. Yeah. So when those games start, like this game this weekend will be at 10.30 p.m. I'll ride that to like 1.30-ish when it ends and then live stream. And then my sleep schedule will be totally jacked for Saturday but yeah. or Sunday. But, you know, it's it's playoff football. It, it You know what, my friend? It, that's exactly it. It's playoff football. That's dedication right there, too. You know, going live right after the games. And you do it for a while, too. I mean, like you're, you're on there for a bit. So, yeah, that's just it just destroys all sense of sleep and mental well-being. But like you said. Playoff football. Playoff football. Uh, that's it. So a couple of things that I, I want to touch on. Um, so you, I would imagine, because when I've interviewed Rams fans before, like a couple of years ago, I had fans that were like livid the fact that they left St. Louis and went back to LA. So for you, like this was kind of then like kind of like a homecoming, right? Because like you were a fan before then. 
Yeah. And you know, the, I get that. Like I'm, it sucks for St. Louis sure. Rams fans. Like I'm not happy, you know, I'm not like rubbing it in their face or gloating because of that, but the Rams were in Los Angeles for like 50 years before yeah. they moved to St. Louis. So, I mean, they broke the color barrier in LA. They did a lot of things. They had the, fir- the first team would have horns on their or painted logo on their helmet. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, it just felt natural and right that they were coming back to LA. They did it without publicly financing or funding a stadium, which is huge. Yeah. So like the fans weren't asked to pay for it. Um, so it was just done the right way. And they had heritage. I mean, my dad is a Rams fan. That's how I got into it. So, yeah. you know, and what's great about my channel is I see a lot of guys saying, yeah, you know, the Packers game when we played them in 67 and the, it was 12 degrees outside. And, and I'm like, wow, you know, it's like, you know, there are LA Rams fans from back yeah. in the day. So, yeah. you know, I, I, and there's a little rift, but it's still yeah. pretty chill with Rams. All, all seven of us Rams fans. <laughs> We're just holding it down. The Baker's dozen, baby. That's yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to imagine like that has to be like decently cool. And obviously, you know, you have a different perspective now, you know, being from the States and now, you know, going abroad, but yeah, no, that's super duper cool. And so like, I have to imagine in that case too, like how would you feel specifically about like any franchise, whether it's the Jaguars or whatever, like going over to London just for the sake of like your sleep schedule. Cause maybe they'll play the Rams once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I always, so Jacksonville though, I don't really know what fan base they really have. Yeah. So like, are, would, would they be missed um, uh, with a team like that? Yeah. Whereas like San Diego, I think they're missed in San Diego. Or I mean, the Chargers, I think are missed in San Diego. But uh, I think a team coming to London would be great. I had tickets actually to the Rams-Bengals game last year, but I couldn't make it. Oh, gotcha. um, uh, but you know, I think having a, a team that close would be huge. But the surprising thing about all of this is they're actually showing lots of NFL games on like regular German television. Oh, really? And a lot of Germans are really into the NFL. Like I have two coworkers, guys who sit next to me. One's a Cardinals fan, one's a Niners fan, just randomly. So, okay. um, yeah, so it's the NFC West. <laughs> it's ha- yeah, I know. And, it, and the Niners too, Ugh. but it's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's really catching on out here. That's awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It, it, that's, that's fantastic. Now, a couple of years ago, you know, you make a trip to the Super Bowl, right? Good times. Good times had by all. Not a great game. Not, I, I will say as an objective fan was just like, yeah, I wasn't, that wasn't so great. Um, you know, and then last year happens in which like, you know, it doesn't go the way you would think. And a lot of talk starts coming about like, not really even at Sean McVay, right? Like, cause I feel like he at least like keeps his head up a little bit, but a lot of the talk starts surrounding Jared Goff and talking about his role, if he's the guy, et cetera. Looking back at these past few seasons and how Jared Goff has progressed and also maybe floundered a little bit. And even looking at this season, kind of where are you at in terms of Jared Goff being like the future of this organization? Obviously you already paid him, but I'm just kind of curious on your thoughts. Um, well, it's, it's kind of, I think all Rams fans are dealing with this right now in the sense that in 2017 and 2018, he was, he performed exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a minute, the Vikings game in 2018 where it was like, I think he had the per, like the, a perfect passer rating in that game, the four touchdowns. And you look at that and you're like, 
where is that? Yeah. Where, where is that Jared Goff? And I think ever since the Monday night football game, the Epic one versus the chiefs, he is, he has started to regress. The Lions kind of figured the, the, that Rams offense out. And it's not so much that he can't make the throws or the arm talent isn't there anymore. It's decision-making and turnovers. I think he leads yeah. the league or he's like in the top three in terms of turnovers since that Monday night football game. And that is really what's held the Rams back. Even this year, he hasn't been spectacular, but they're not asking him to be, they're yeah. asking him to just be like a game manager. Don't turn the ball over. Don't lose the game. Yeah. Don't lose the game. He did. He lost the game at least two or three times this year, but um, you know, they're, they're, their offense has been completely retooled yes. compared to how it was back then. And also keep, it's important to keep in mind that in 2017, 2018, he had a prime Todd Gurley, yep. a prime offensive line. Like it was like top three, every starter played in every game for two years straight, which is like yeah. unheard of. It's crazy. And then you had Roger Saffold, Whitworth, all those guys. And you had Brandon Cooks as that speed element on the outside so he really had was like placed in the most amazing situation to succeed. Yeah. And then once the once Saffold moved on and Sullivan retired and Gurley's knee went and Cooks went, yeah. That was last year. And it just it just wasn't the same. And so you're kind of thinking, is he a guy that needs everything teed up for him? Or is he an Aaron Rodgers that can just just go in there, read a defense, know where to go, boom. And we know we know what he is. So he kind of needs everything to be perfect. Uh, but he has the arm talent. And, we, and I think the Rams fans are just a little frustrated with it. It's like, where are you? Sure. Where is our old Jared Goff? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, you're putting – I mean – you know, not to compare him to like Dak Prescott or anything, but like you look at like Dak's rookie season, right? He has Zeke, he has an amazing offensive line. They go like they they run through the league and they go to the divisional round before, you know, us. But like that's the thing. Like, you know, if you put quarterbacks in a fantastic situation, regardless of their talent level, right? They are at least going to have an opportunity to succeed more than they would have just like, you know, sorry, Joe Burrow, like thrown on the Bengals, right? Like with no offensive line, very few weapons, et cetera. And I think for, for Goff, now it's just a matter of just like, okay, like you knew what success was. So now it's time to like adapt, you know, to whatever you have now. And that's when like the power running game comes in, you know, Cam Akers last week was really good for you guys. Um, obviously I know you have, you've lost a, a few running backs, but yeah, it's just about kind of like adjusting, like you said, just like the schemes, the play calling to make Jared Goff in the position where he's going to be most successful. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, the league is trending to these quarterbacks that can can make plays with their feet or extend plays with their feet. And Goff yeah. is one of these, I don't want to say relics, but there aren't many quarterbacks who have the Jared Goff style. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a Rams fan and all Rams fans, when you look at Deshaun Watson wanting to leave Houston. Yeah. And you just think, like, hypothetically, if you put Deshaun Watson on the Rams, that's a Super Bowl team. Yes. You put Aaron Rodgers on the Rams. That's a, that's a Super Bowl team. That's a favorite. Yeah. And so you look at, you look at the Rams and the offense and everything they have. And really it's Jared Goff is kind of that one iffy part that's holding it back from being a Super Bowl team, really. Um, even though they still won nine games when he played, 
Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't play the final game because he was out the thumb and they won yeah. that, but he still won nine games this year. He won nine games last year. Um, they go to the playoffs last year if Greg Zerline makes a kick against Seattle Yeah. Um, the year before. So, I mean, he's still, you look at his record and it's like insane, but it's sure. just, there's something missing. Yeah. You know, so. Just getting over that hump. I get you. Yeah. I mean, so in, in that case, like when you were, obviously we didn't have a preseason, but when you're sitting there, like before the season starts, after the disappointment of last year, kind of what were your expectations heading into this season? Were you just like, okay, cool. We're going to be Super Bowl contenders again. You know, we're dealing with the West in which the 49ers like ran through the league literally and us last year, you know, that Seattle's always competitive. Who knew what Arizona was going to be this year? Cause I mean, arguably you guys are in like one of, if not the best division when everybody's healthy and everybody's good. So like, I was kind of just curious if your expectations even just heading into this crazy season. Uh, to, it's actually kind of interesting. You just brought that up because where they're at now is exactly where I thought they would be. I thought they would be 10 and six Perfect. and they're 10 and six. And I thought they could, they're 10 and six with a possibility for 11 and five um, and then do some damage in the playoffs. But I mean, I didn't think that they were a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. I do think though that, the NFC, or the NFC is kind of wide open. So, I mean, like if the Packers beat the Rams, I would be surprised If the Rams beat the Packers. I would be surprised. Same with the saints and um, uh, the other team, I'm yeah, the, Buccaneers. the Buccaneers. So I feel like anyone can make it. Oh. Um, but to, to answer your question, coming into the season, I think there were a lot of question marks, but Rams fans who really followed it were optimistic because when you lose Todd Gurley and you lose Brown and Brandon Cooks on the to the outsiders, yeah. they think those are two big names and that's a real big drop off. But you knew Todd Gurley was a shell of himself, so yeah. you're not losing much. Brandon Cooks had like 500 yards and a couple touchdowns and was concussed a couple times last year, so it's not like he contributed much last year. Yeah, um, all you needed to do was solidify the offensive line. They had a lot of young second and third year players who were just like waiting to, to get their opportunity, sure. but they're all like high promise guys. John Johnson comes back from an injury. You have a new defensive coordinator and you're just thinking like he can unlock it if he can unlock. So you're thinking if all of these things happen and all these players kind of hit and the defensive coordinator hits, this is easily a 10 and 10 and 16. Yeah. Because they were only, they were nine and seven last year. So everyone acts like they were, you know, Jeff Fisher, five and 11, yeah. five and 11. And, you know, I saw Nick Wright saying the Rams would finish the season five and 11. Everyone's like, the odds are the analytics say eight and eight, sure, you sure. know, seven and nine. I'm like, I think a lot of people just don't really understand the organization and the drafting and the, and the player development that's going on here. So I think we're right on par. And, and actually I have a question for you because, of course. Uh, you know, going after the, the playoffs last year where you guys lost to the Niners. Um, yeah. Did you think you would maybe fix those things or how did you think you guys would rebound? Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers threw for 26 touchdowns last year. Did you see him throwing yeah. 48 this year? Um, yes, that's a fantastic question. So to answer your first question, did I think they were going to fix it? Like, I don't know, actually stop the run. Yeah. I thought, I thought they might've addressed that a, a little bit. We did get Kamal Martin in the fifth who has shown some flashes. I'm really happy about that. Obviously we didn't expect this, but, um, an undrafted free agent, Chris Barnes linebacker has come in and that's been good. We did go and get Christian Kirksey from the Browns who has been okay. Like, you know, it's, it's like he had a big play, um, 
couple of weeks ago, he had an interception and like, I think he's had a sack in the past like few weeks, but other than that, he's been like, meh, cause we we've never really focused on middle linebacker for a while. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I thought we would, uh, I know a lot of people, including myself at some point thought we were going to draft a wide receiver in, in the draft. Uh, obviously that did not occur at all. Um, but it wasn't just because it wasn't because they weren't interested. Like they were interested in a bunch of guys, but they said, that's just how the, the board fell. And I think to your point though, too, and, and you talked about like the analytics and this thing like that, you know, they gave Packers like an F grade, a D grade. They're like, oh, they're going to be terrible. Like they're not going to be good this year whatever. The thing that excited me the most was not necessarily new players, because as you know, like you draft a person, it's usually rare for you to have like a Justin Jefferson, right? Like someone who comes in immediately and makes a huge impact and is one of the best, like, you know, prospects coming out and, and just has an amazing season. Cause there's an adjustment period between college and the NFL, especially with no preseason and all that. So I think for the Packers, um, you know, when we, we address some things, I was like, okay, that's good. I'm still weary about the defense, but we were pretty good in the pass rush last year with sacks and the Smith brothers and stuff. But the thing that really gave me a lot of optimism was the fact that this was the second year of LaFleur's tenure. And that last year you saw a lot of uncomfort with Aaron Rodgers in that system in that when we went and we played teams like the chargers or the 49ers, like, and they stopped our game plan, like dead in its track, 15 plays in, we were just like, Oh crap. Like let's go back to the McCarthy system because we, we, that was the only thing that Rodgers really could rely on. Cause he's been in that system the entire, you know, his entire year or career, excuse me. So I think that that's what I was most excited about. It's Matt LaFleur really putting the stamp on this team and he's done that. And I think that what has made Aaron Rodgers so successful is that one, he doesn't have to do it all by himself. He has a great running game behind him. And on top of that, he's been more of like a pocket passer as of late and he's just getting the ball out quickly and he's been successful with that. It's scheming guys open rather than, all right, Aaron, you're going to run around for 20 seconds and try to find Devonte Adams open. He can still do that obviously, but the fact that that's not required of him is has been tremendously beneficial to why he's going to be the MVP this year. Yeah, and what kind of impact has Jordan Love had this year? Yeah, uh, really. You know what? Really, a uh, great guy. Honestly, I, I was I was reading this in the Packers subreddit. Could be offensive rookie of the year, considering he's really pushed Aaron Rodgers to play at an MVP level. But yeah, a lot. Of, listen, I bought me right here. I bought me my Jordan Love mini helmet. That's signed. You know, that's I've called that an investment. That's the nest egg there. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, a lot of people were, here's the thing. I'm not surprised they took him. I'm surprised they took him when they did that. They traded up for him and they did that, you know? And, and I think that Jordan love is now in a position where he can, like, if he doesn't succeed, it's going to be due to no fault of the green Bay Packers. Cause he gets to sit behind for at least a few seasons behind, you know, a first ballot hall of famer. So it's the same thing they did with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that look at Jimmy G, you know, he was sitting behind Brady for a while. I think, you know, as opposed to being thrown into the fire, um, I just had to throw that out there yeah, for I know. obvious, obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, I would have been disappointed if you didn't, but I mean, like people forget like Patrick Mahomes did the same thing though. Like he sat behind Alex Smith and like that, that makes a big difference. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes still would have been amazing. But like, and this is a conversation I always think about. And I, I brought up even a few times this season, you know, you look at the quarterbacks who have fizzled out of this league and it's so crazy to think like, if they weren't thrown immediately into the fire, what do they look like? Right. You know, but that's, that's also one of the, the caveats of the NFL. Usually the best player goes to the worst teams. And like, yeah. you know, that's, that's just something that they have to deal with. Like, that's why, like, honestly, I, I was shocked 
when Tua actually started over Fitzpatrick. Cause I was like, no, keep him go. Like literally have Tua sit there for a year and just learn everything he can. Maybe he plays a, fu- uh, a couple snaps and that's it. But yeah, that's, that's just me. That's the old school me. Yeah. I mean, I think the dolphin, no, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Yeah. I, and I think with the dolphins, they were just flying high and, and thinking that, you know, they had, they had it all figured out, but yeah, I mean, you look at Joe Burrow, he gets beat up. I mean, Sam Bradford got, got, oh, got his ass kicked. Um, so, I mean, anytime you, every can, team. <laughs> you can mentor. I mean, Goff had uh, Case Keenum to study behind for like five, six games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, thanks, went winless. Yeah, thanks, Case. Thank Case. But, I mean, he also had Jeff Fisher to thank for that, for just sure. having a horrific offense. Oh, yeah. But, oh, God. Yeah, no, that, that was pretty horrendous. Um. So heading into uh, this game in particular, the big storylines that have been circling around is obviously, you know, your, uh, your pass rush featuring one Mr. Aaron Donald against our offensive line who is missing our all pro uh, left tackle, Dave Bakhtiari. When it, we went out and got uh, Jared Valdir from the Colts, which is just amazing that he literally was like in the playoffs, got booted from the playoffs and is like, I'm back in the playoffs now. So that's, that, that's just phenomenal. Provide some depth there. Um, Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams, which I am so ridiculously excited to see because that's just going to be a really, really fun matchup. Um, and things that aren't being talked about is our defense, who has actually been playing really well in the past month, going up against Jared Goff, who you know is obviously not 100%. Cam Akers has been really good for you guys, kind of been the workhorse the past few weeks. Um, looking at this game, like where do you see like these key matchups um, you know, unfolding? You know, Where are the Rams' strengths, weaknesses against this Packers team, who I think they match up pretty darn well with? Yeah, I mean, I think really for the Rams this whole season, it boils down to Jared Goff, don't lose this game. Yeah. So the defense has been lights out. And granted, so this is the ultimate rubber meets the road of best defense versus best offense. Yeah. So I, I, and I've, as a Rams fan, I've learned the hard way when you have the greatest show on turf, you get stopped in the Super Bowl one year. Yeah. Uh, they were even slowed down in the playoffs the year that they won it because they won against Tampa Bay defense. And so the, 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 the good defenses really have something to say. And I think Brandon Staley is a very unique coordinator with, and, but the, on the opposite side, Aaron Rodgers is so cerebral and yeah. he really gets it. And it's hard. I mean, I saw the Tampa Bay game this year and it kind of, I was like, huh, what? He's just had an off game, I guess. Yeah. But I think, um, it really comes down to Jared Goff not making a turnover. If he just plays a clean game, I like the Rams' chances. I think both offensive lines are great. Um, the running games are good. The receivers are good. You guys have uh, – obviously, Aaron Rodgers is the crown jewel. We've got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. So I think Devontae Adams will, will have an impact, but I don't think it's going to be great. I think – uh, Green Bay is going to try and scheme him away from Ramsey, but it's really going to be uh, the other guys stepping up. Yeah, It's going to be, uh, you saw with Seattle, they tried to go to Lockett. Every time that they had success, it was going to Lockett, even though we have uh, Darius Williams over there. So I mean, it just really comes out Jared Goff not messing it up. And and I my question to you is, I'm just curious, uh, Green Bay will lose this game if, like what goes wrong for Green Bay? What's your Achilles heel? Yeah. Um, generally speaking. Yeah, honestly. So like my concern is, is going to be the O-line. They've been phenomenal this year. And then losing Bach definitely hurt. Um, in the Bears game, Rodgers was still, he only got sacked once, but he got hit. Like he, he took shots. And 
he adjusted, you know, the bears have a good defense, right? They showed it even against the saints for, for a number of quarters. But I think that if you're able to get after Rogers and constantly hit him, I would imagine they're going to get the ball out quickly. Um, and, you know, I would imagine you're going to see, you know, maybe guys like Tunyon get open, maybe throw to Aaron Jones, just to kind of like, you know, switch it up a little bit. Maybe you'll see Mercedes Lewis or something, um, you know, because our tight ends have been pretty damn good this year. I, I think it's honestly is as you just make Aaron Rodgers really, really uncomfortable, which is difficult to do. But you alluded to that Tampa Bay game, you know, in which he did have two turnovers. He was constantly hit. Um, that's really my only really, really big concern of why the Packers would lose game, because I think our defense – you know, I think it matches up pretty well with your offense, you know, Jared Goff, especially, you know, with the thumb, that's not at a hundred percent in the cold, you know, I'm not, I'm not as terrified as that, you know, if we're able to stop the run with Cam Akers, we signed snacks, Harrison, who I would imagine is going to get a lot more snaps this year, or excuse me in this game. Um, but I think uh, it's going to come down to, are you able to stop our offense enough to just, just squeak it out? Like that, that's how I can see this game going. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for you guys also stopping the run, I think that's, that's probably more of the key because if you can just say, Hey, Jared Goff beat us. Yeah. Then, cause I mean, your secondary is also very good. It's not, Jair. you know, even, even Jair Savage Amos. I mean, you guys, you guys have a really solid squad from top to bottom. And um, there's a reason why you guys had the, the number one seed. It's not just because it's an offensive team and, sure. and going back to making Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable what the Rams have really excelled this year and why quarterbacks uh, and receivers have had, had struggled against them is that they're really only bringing four rushers the whole yep. time, but they figure out ways to get one-on-one matchups with those four rushers with stunts and different things. And, and I think also they focus on two people on Aaron Donald. So Leonard Floyd, your old nemesis from the bears, he's having yep. a career because he just, he, Aaron Donald is like Steve Nash was, where like he just makes everyone better um, and the way they scheme it. So when they only rush four, that means everyone else is in coverage. Yeah. So Russell Wilson, all these guys are looking downfield and there's nowhere to go. Nothing. And they're still applying pressure with the four rushers. So that's, that's kind of been the secret sauce for them. And Aaron Donald has the, the rib cartilage uh, tear. So, I mean, he's, he's just, he's not human anyway. I don't think that's that, that's stopping him. But for the Rams right now, I think going back to Jared Goff real quick, it's it, the thumb, but it's also John Wolford. And mm. there's a bit of a controversy happening with the, with the Rams right now, yeah. because you can sense that Sean McVay prefers John Wolford. Yeah. Cause John Wolford doesn't mess up. He like, he can trust him more. Sure. And so, but John Wolford's coming back from that stinger. I saw your reaction to that play dirty yeah, hit by Jamal Adams. And, um, and last week, McVeigh had an out. He's like, oh, Jared Goff, your thumb's not healed. He made the decision to start Wolford over Goff early, halfway through the week before he saw any of them practicing. Yeah. So he knew. He's like, I'm going with Wolford. Coming into this game, you just won with Goff. He hasn't named a starter yet. I don't know when he's going to do it because he's still got to see about the thumb and the stinger. Sure, sure. But if, but if for some reason, I don't think this will happen, but if for some reason – if John Wolford starts this week, it's more of a benching of Jared Goff. Yes. I expect Goff to play, but I think that's, that's just something to kind of think about is that dynamic that's happening right now. Well, I think also too, like Wolford opens up the playbook a little bit and specifically against the Packers. Cause the Packers have a history of struggling against mobile QBs, um, you know, and, and I think that, 
it just adds another element, you know, to, to it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've, I've caught wind of that. And like, uh, they're like, Oh, okay. Goff's not starting. Okay. But like, again, you, like you said, like there was an out and your thumb's not fully healed, you know, don't hurt it more, what have you. Um, and I mean, Goff was okay. He went like nine for 19, if I'm not mistaken against the uh, Seahawks, it was mostly just Cam Akers who was just like, it's okay, guys, I got this. Um, but he didn't turn it over. And that's the key. Yeah. You play anytime he plays a clean game, the Rams win. So yeah. if the, that's that's really what it boils down to. If the Rams just don't turn it over and shoot themselves in the foot, yeah, I like their chances. However, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jared Goff has uh, 17 turnovers this year and 20 touchdowns, and that's just like it's not great. I, I, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has had nine interceptions combined the last two seasons. It's unreal. I can't even comprehend this. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a bad man. He is. <sighs> he's a. It's yeah. Now I, I think I think again. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it might be an old school game. You know, it's gonna be like twenty to twenty five degrees. You know, I think you're gonna see a lot of the run game, like you said. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is gonna be a really really fun game. Um, and I and I and I said it to the Rams too. Like their defense. If you look at the remaining defenses, I, they're the best defense that's left in the NFC by far. And I think that, you know, if they wind up beating the Packers, like that defense literally can take them as far as Jared Goff will like allow them to fly. Right. So they can hold teams to minimal points. I mean, cause you made Russell Wilson's life miserable last week. And you know, if, if you can bully teams like that, yeah, there's a reason why defense wins championships. So yeah, and I think, you know, since we played Seattle, that was the third time this year. There's some familiarity. But after we beat Arizona in the final regular season game, they asked Aaron Donald, hey, you're going to Seattle. Like, now we know the matchups. And he's like, that's what we want. That's exactly what we want because yeah. they know how to play the Seahawks. Haven't played you guys in a couple of years. That was a very close game. Time on so, time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what he was cut, like, that week, right? He, he was gone. Like he, yeah. like, like he literally was just like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna head out." Like right from that play, he was just like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave." And listen, you know, kudos to the guy. A couple of weeks ago, when the Saints had no running backs, he rushed for over 100 yards. So you know, kudos to him. But yeah, no, that was that was a bad one. <laughs> was yeah, bad that was a bad. Who's who is okay? I know who your kicker is, but can you? How do you do? You feel confident with your kicking game or your special teams? Our special teams is trash. I think they're ranked 29th uh, in the league. I mean, we we haven't not had anything going. So the problem has been is last year, we, we want to bring in Tyler Irvin late in the season. Before that, we had negative return yards. So like, that's how bad it was um, in like the punting game and stuff. It was, it was bad. Uh, and now fast forward, Irvin has dealt with some injuries and stuff like that. Uh, we've had Malik Taylor back there who is, you know, doesn't really see the field very often. We've had Irvin back there. We re- we signed Tavon Austin. who We were like, Oh yeah. Okay. He fumbled. So like he fumbled uh, in that game and against the bears. So I was like, okay, so he got pulled. So yeah. Um, you know, Mason Crosby has been good. Um, JK Scott as you know, goes either way, but yeah, our return game has been non-existent. That is by far the weakest part. And Sean McVay kind of even alluded to it. There was kind of a joke, an ongoing joke amongst Packers Twitter. Like they were asking McVay and he was like praising the Packers offense. He's like, you know, they're so good. They're so lethal. And then the defense and he's like, you know, they're a really underrated group, what have you. And then asked about special teams and he literally pauses and goes, well, anytime you go 13 and three, like completely ignores <laughs> the question of like, yeah, that because it, it is like the special teams is bad. 
And it, and it really comes down to, can you fair catch the ball? Great. Can you bring us out to the 25? That's all I want you to do. Like that, that's literally like my bar right now. And if you could get to that bar, don't have to exceed it. Just get there. I'm a happy person. That, and that's exactly how it is with the Rams. Cause the Rams punt return uh, team this year, it was Cooper cup yeah. who had never done it before sure. and had some fumbles. And then it was Nasimba Webster who was like a depth wide receiver. Yeah, like it's, I, it's like yeah. we went into the season without like a dedicated punt returner yeah. and it's just crazy. And, and we, our punt return and kickoff returns really have not been great. Even our coverage on punt return. So, I mean, I think we're just, it's bad versus bad Yes, with our, with our punt, with our kick. Uh, however, Johnny Hecker, our punter is, is an all pro. And then our kicker, Matt Gay, a guy we signed off the couch, like seven games ago has been money. He's scored 30 points in the last three games. Yeah. So, um, so he's been a fine, but you know, he's going to be, he's been kicking in domes and, and not so cold weather. So yeah. we'll see how that affects him. Cause even he, he was on Tampa Bay last year. So he didn't even have a lot of cold weather um, opportunities. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's heading into this postseason. That was the one thing that I stressed the most because Packers fans are very weary about like, you know, we don't have a great rec, like we don't have a great track record with first round buys. Obviously we'd be the Seahawks last year, but you know, the 2011 season stands out to us of like, you know, we get knocked out by the giants and like, there is something to be said about momentum from week to week and, you know, not taking any time off. But I think just because as you mentioned, whether it's Tampa, new Orleans, or you guys, you know, those are either warm weather teams or dome teams. And so like that, I, I was very much okay with it. And I was like, yeah, that's worth the number one seed. Just to guarantee that they're coming in and playing in an environment that they're not used to. Because if it is a really, really close game, that might just be just enough to like put them over the edge. Because you look at the Titans game, right? Titans game's like incredibly, their defense is trash, but like total power running game. Tannehill has been really great this year and they got destroyed, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that at least some part of that is because of their playing in the cold. So, yeah. Yeah. And also the, you know, having a first round buy is great because the Rams versus Seattle, the Rams got beat up. Yes, they did. Like that would, that game was a bruised, bruising game. AD Cooper cup, John Wolford, uh, our left guard, David Edwards, and a couple other guys had some dings and dents. So it yep. was, it, I mean, you guys were just chilling you know <laughs> uh, watching the bears get blown out yeah it was a good day it was a good week <laughs> yeah so we, uh, the bears are hands down your number one rival would you no. say more than detroit or honestly uh, I, I hate the vikings so much more i do like the bears the bear because the bears are like that thing like they have one good season and like since 1985 well that that's a lie because we beat them in the nfc championship game in 2010 to win a super bowl um like they have like one good season they're like ha ah, look out and then they just like go back to the gutter and like the, the Vikings I've found like those games have been more competitive. I mean, hell, even this year we split with them. Um, so yeah, no, I, I definitely hate the Vikings more. So like, I think there's more tradition in the bears versus Packers, but it honestly just hasn't been like the past couple of years have gone back and forth, but they really just haven't made it games. You know, like we just beat them. Yeah. yeah Cause they don't have a quarterback. They never, they haven't had a quarterback in forever. Very sad about that. Yeah. It breaks, <laughs> it breaks my little bitty heart. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's uh, it, it's it's a fun division, and like the Lions, we just keep saying like any year now, <laughs> they'll they'll be good, but who knows? They're they're basically starting from scratch too. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how this winds up playing out. But yeah, uh, Trent, I really appreciate you coming on, bud. I appreciate you taking the time talking Rams versus Packers. I do think this is gonna be a good game. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. Uh, 
by any stretch of the imagination for either team. But I think uh, I think it should be a lot of fun. So I appreciate you coming on and uh, and chit chatting about it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This has been great. I always like talking Rams with other teams, and uh, you know, I always was kind of a like you know you root for other teams. Sure. Uh, Packers, Brett Favre. I always really loved Brett Favre. So the Packers were a team that I kind of, you know, if they're playing, the Rams were never in contention. So it was like, ah, I'm living through the Packers. So, um, and Packers fans have been great ones that I've seen on my channel. So yeah, anytime I can come on and talk some Rams with Packers fans, I'm happy to do so. Listen, we live, sometimes we got to live vicariously through other teams. You know, that's, that's just what we have to do. But uh, Trent, please tell the people where they can find all the things that you do. So Christian Mingle, number one spot. No, t- <laughs> yeah, Christian. Okay. All right. Now is, that, is, that, the one is that premium or? <laughs> oh yeah. It's only always the premium plan, <laughs> but <laughs> no, uh, as I basically Rams talk on every platform. So Twitter, I'm at real LA Rams talk, Instagram, LA Rams talk, and my YouTube channel, Ram, uh, Rams talk. So there I am. There it yeah. is. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. And the links will of course be in the description uh, down below. So you can check Trent out. Uh, you can always find me at all the Tom, Gra- you know where to find me, the Tom Grassi stuff, you know, just, just, just type it. I'll be there. Just waiting, just waiting, but I appreciate you Trent for coming on. It should be a great game. I appreciate y'all for watching. So I'm Tom Grassi. That's Trent. And as always go pack, go.